What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another installment of Crime and Wine. Y'all right over there? How you doing, girl? Um, you know, it's been trying. It's been a trying week, I have to say. My computer decided... We haven't talked yes. in the two weeks. <laughs> yes, yes, because my computer decided to commit suicide right before we were supposed <laughs> to do this last I week. Was, I think it was on Thursday. It was right before we we were supposed to do this. It could have been Wednesday night, but yeah, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it whatever. My computer decided to commit suicide, so <laughs> as it is now being resuscitated by Apple, <laughs> I have a whole. Nigger rig situation going on over here, but we here and we back, and <laughs> that's what matter, right? We are back, <laughs> but but nigger rig really? That's funny. Oh, it is. You should see what I got going on over here. Some mess of cords and stands. It is nigger rig over here. <laughs> I could only imagine. Trust me, I know my sister. <laughs> <laughs> the the shit is just. It's just happening at this point because I don't even know. I know my sister. <laughs> I'm sure it looks crazy over there. I'm like, look, it, it got up and we got this. We gonna get this shit done. I don't know if shit gonna fall over halfway through. It's we figuring it out as we got at this point. <laughs> we back to week one. <laughs> we are. We back to the beginning. I got about five different devices happening in here. It's a bunch of shit standing on shit. It's a lot going on in here. <laughs> well, I guess since you since we probably have a limited amount of time before your shit falls over, what are you sipping on that you got a splash of in? I'm actually drinking an old fashioned today. Ew, on purpose? I do not like those. Oh, I love old fashions. Oh, old fashions and Manhattans. Oh, oh, two my two favorite drinks. Oh, <laughs> I can't stand those things. Remember when I turned twenty one in Myrtle Beach and I ordered Manhattan? Yes. Pissed is what I is the only and way I can describe that. Promptly switch to either a pina colada or sex no, on the beach. No, I don't want to switch to, but the thing is, I tell you this shit though. I drank that motherfucker because I wasn't ready to pay for it and then throw it away. You <laughs> did drink it and then you switched to one of those other new drinker drinks. Was, I don't remember which one. Hard Rock Cafe. More than likely, I probably switched to a screwdriver. That was my new drink. New drinker yeah. drink. Okay, that's what it was. I knew it was one of them new drinker drinks. I love, I love orange juice. I've loved orange juice all my life. And as you all, well, I guess you all don't really know. I absolutely love vodka. For the most my, part, everybody just know my Chardonnay. They don't know about vodka. My new drinker drink were um, Cosmos and Apple Teenies because I am oh, a product so of. Set- Sex, sex of the city. I'm a product of sex of okay. the city. Okay. Mm-hmm. I then I quickly realized making, I don't like these. I ain't gonna hold you. I'll be making pomegranate martinis here all the damn time. <laughs> I be <laughs> that. Car- I realize I'm not a martini drinker because I don't really like vodka. I love so I'm vodka. not really a martini drinker. I love vodka, so I am a. I'll martini. do a gin martini though. In in all in all actuality, little people know gin is actually the original liquor that was used for martini. Oh, I know, vodka. I know. But when you look at all these fancy, fancy girly martinis, they're always vodka. It's always it's vodka. Like, Apple teas, Cosmo. Would rather y'all just put gin in it. No, nah, I mean I now now I like gin too, but I love vodka martinis. Yeah. Well, 
So you don't have a splash? What you got a splash of in there? You Nothing. It's an old fashioned. Do you splash she be, it? She be, old lying. she be lying. I mean, bitters, I guess. That's the only she splash in an old fashioned. Y'all know, y'all know she be lying. <laughs> it's an old fashioned. I'm confused. Y'all know it's old. It's an old. She got a splash of grenadine or. or a we never put grenadine in an old fashioned. That ruins she it. She got a splash of triple sec. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. I don't like to be lied to. So what I have, okay. is, uh, as y'all know, Chardonnay, you know what? Next week, I think I'm going to make me a drink drink, like a cocktail. We'll see. I didn't have time to go get wine today, so I had to drink what I had. <laughs> so I'm going to do a quick story about my wine real quick from that happened last week. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking. So first off, what I'm actually drinking is from uh, Samoa Coast La Crema. It's another Chardonnay. Y'all know I love my Chardonnay. Oh, I've never heard of this one. It sounds yeah. fancy pants. I don't know. It's good though. I, ain't gonna okay. hold you. I, I actually, because I bought it for us to record last week. So I opened it and tasted it. When I tell you it was hard as hell to not drink that this week, <laughs> to save it. <laughs> yeah, all the wine I bought for, la- for last week's recording is gone because <laughs> I was like, a bitch is stressed. And <laughs> like, I stressed myself out to the point that I gave myself a canker sore. Oh no! And didn't know what it was because I've never had one. So my stupid ass never had cancer. So I didn't know what it was. So my stupid ass goes to the dentist thinking that I done got some type of weird ass outbreak, and she was Uh, like, "Girl, it's cancer. Chill out." Cancer. You be alright. It's it's like it's like white in the center, red around Mm -hmm. it, real slow. Oh, oh, and I still was drinking orange juice. So most of y'all that listen to this have seen me. So y'all know I got big ass lips and it's <laughs> right on the inside of my bottom lip. <laughs> hey, no. The worst spot is when it's like where your gum and your lip meet. Like down That's there. That's right oh. where it was. Oh. That's literally right where it was. And I got big ass lips and these motherfuckers be flapping. So, <laughs> so I don't, it was a mess. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but hold on. So real quick, real quick. My wine story. So last week, um, I don't, okay, so I know I've, I've never talked about it, but I hate driving. Uh, I know I live in a city that the uh, public transportation is trash, but I hate driving, so I don't have a car. Um, but I do Instacart a lot for my groceries and everything, right? So I ordered my stuff. I had three bottles of wine. Well, there was this Chardonnay. There was a sparkling wine. And then there was a sparkling wine that I specifically got from Mimosas. Um, okay. When my stuff was dropped off, I only had two bottles, which was this Chardonnay. And the sparkling wine that was for mimosas, not the one that I actually like to drink. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh, this sucks. So I contacted um, Instacart. They gave me the, the refund back. This is at 10 o'clock in the morning when my stuff was uh, delivered. Four you putting sparkling wine at 10 a.m.? No, 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 no. I, I was putting my stuff up. I was just putting it up. So I was going through, see, make sure I had all my stuff. I wasn't mm-hmm. drinking it yet. No, but, I said um, you ordering wine at 10 a.m. is funny to me. I actually ordered it the, day, the night before. To be ordered at, to be delivered at 10. But uh 4 p.m. 4 p.m. that day. Somebody knock on my door. I'm like, what, who the hell is this? Um, I come to the door and I see my bottle of wine that was missing in the peephole. I was like, what so the it hell? just fell out in this person's car and they brought it back. That he you. brought it back. I could not That's he brought sweet. it back. I said, Oh, he said, Is this yours? I said, Yes, it is. He said, I was hearing it. 
like hitting stuff in the back. And I didn't know. So I had to think about all the deliveries I made today. And I think it must have been yours. I said, it absolutely is mine. I cannot believe it wasn't just the fact that he brought it back. It was also because it was at 10 a.m. that he delivered my stuff. He brought it back at 4 p.m. I don't know where right. he was in the city to take the time out of his day to bring it to me at 4 p.m. I could right. not believe it. So no, I that's very, very, very sweet. A little creepy, but mostly sweet. I, 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 I took the sweet part. I mean, I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> Initially, I took a little bit. I was like, hmm, you remember my address. But, um, exactly. <laughs> but what I did do is in, since uh, Instacart gave me the whole refund for the bottle back, I just gave it all to him as a tip. Yeah. I, I was like, I same. just not believe he brought this back. That was that was very, very sweet of him. <laughs> a touch creepy, but mostly sweet. I mean, I'm getting I'm doing the 95% sweet part. So we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna you know. focus there. The good in humanity. Because <laughs> he walked away. So he said the- he was like, he was like, God, my God don't uh my God told me not to steal. I don't steal. I don't steal from anybody. You get your come stuff. On, my you God told come me not on to with steal. your guy saying, Don't you steal? He handed it to me, and as he was talking, he was walking back down the stairs. He what he didn't give a creepy vibe at all. It was very much he wasn't my bad. he wasn't lingering. He was like, No, this is yours, you paid for it. Here is your thing. So I'm it gonna was go about my thousand percent my bad. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Well, here's this he going even bigger to you. This for everybody that's listening to us ramble. <laughs> there's your good news for the yes, day. There's absolutely. Still, there's still some decent. There's still good people. people. Out. There's still good people out there, regardless yeah. of what the news try to tell you. Right, I can believe you did. I was so I was so happy. Oh, I wanted to give him a hug, but I know they did. <laughs> it restores faith in humanity and possibly ISIS. My co-host. Okay, and on that note, we can go ahead and get to the story. So, what are we talking about today, Siobhan? Not a good person. Not a good per- well, I mean, most people we talk about, I, I don't think we've run into one that was really a good person. <laughs> now, nah, there's been a couple where it's like, you were scamming, but I was with you. <laughs> no. Like good, old, this- like good old Martha Stewart. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, this person's just a giant douche lord. Like, like, like Orcas. What? I know that's hella random, but orca whales are fucking bullies of the ocean. But go ahead. That is the most random shit I have. It is random. But what's your beef with Free Willy? Uh, them motherfuckers be fucking with seals and sharks and shit. Like they some assholes. But go ahead. <laughs> they okay. randomly kill seals for the fun of it. Fuck with sharks. Sharks won't come back to that spot for a year. They are assholes. Is, but go ahead. This is as random as when the conversation like devolved into dolphin rape and i was like what is happening orca whales are assholes but go ahead all right well then yes he would be an orca i okay sure um i don't i don't know where to go with that i sure all right so we are talking about none other than the farmer bro himself farmer bro Pharma bro. There's okay. about three people that would know exactly who that is just from me saying this. Martin Scarelli. I've heard that name. I know you have. I heard that name before. <laughs> so Martin Scarelli was born in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um his he was raised Roman Catholic, and he said his religion has been a guiding post for him, although he doesn't believe in God. Okay, but he okay, okay. I'm, I'm not gonna question. 
Don't question. Um, he went to Hunter College High School in Brooklyn. I don't I don't know Brooklyn schools well enough to I don't go to Brooklyn like that. I go to Brooklyn for like three reasons and I don't know enough about Brooklyn. I live in Queens. I don't know enough about Brooklyn to know where that's go to her room. But a thing. No. No. Okay. Go ahead. No. Sorry. <laughs> It's bomb. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so that's where he went. It's up for debate whether he graduated or not. Um, some, I'm sorry. What? What was that, that, that movement? Like, I, I, I'm just. Because I don't know. I don't know. Some people say that he graduated from Hunter College High School. Other people say that he was expelled in his senior year, but he did get the credits necessary to get his high school diploma through City oh, Ave School High School. It's one of those. Okay, so, okay. Who knows? <laughs> Only Martin and his potential, his parents right now. <laughs> so... He ended up in a program that placed him in an internship at a Wall Street hedge fund when he was 17. He ended up receiving a bachelor's degree in business administration in 2004. Martin Scarelli is not much older than me. <laughs> okay. He's about six years older than me. So the we'll get there. Um. <laughs> After he graduated, he developed an interest in chemistry because one of his family members had suffered from a treatment-resistant form of depression. Treat? So, I've never heard of that, but okay. It, it, it is a thing. There are... It's not common. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's really not... It's not super common, but there are... Um, levels of depression that can't be treated with any type of med medication. Because it goes down to like a cellular level in your brain, and it's hard, and it just it's resistant to the the different depression antidepressants that we have on the market right now. Right. So it is a, a thing. It's just oof. Oh yeah, I believe I just never heard of it. Yeah. So during his time at the hedge fund, he recommended short selling the stock for Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Which was a biotech company that was testing weight loss drugs. Okay. When its price dropped, in accordance to his pr predictions, the firm profited, of course, right? Mm -hmm. So, the, him predicting that, that drop in this particular stock price, of course, drew the attention of the SEC, because you know the SEC be watching the girls. <laughs> They investigated him and how he had knowledge about the stock, but they was unable to prove any wrongdoing on his part. So after four years as an associate at the other firm that he went to when he was 17, uh -huh. he then went to work as a financial analyst. I'm not saying these companies' names just because if it's not one he started, I don't, it, it don't really matter. Right. But he then went to work for a financial analyst at another, at two other wealth management companies, which the concept of a wealth management company is so wild to me. Because <laughs> it's, 
it's like the fact that there's people in the world that have so much money that they need other people to handle it for them is just <laughs> insanity. And yes, I know what a wealth management company does. I, I understand that they invest for you and things of that nature. Right. But the fact that there are branches of like small amounts of people that have enough money that you need someone else to handle your investment and your where you place your money is really just insane to me. Right, right, right. No, it is. Because I handle my own investments. I don't, I mean, I might get <laughs> advice from people who know more than me you when know? it comes to like the, how the markets work and stuff like that. And, you know, I do a lot of research, but I don't have enough money. I need another nigga to handle my investments for me. Not another nigga. <laughs> so, hey, I mean, if it was me, it would be another nigga. It wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> So, after working at those two places, he started his first hedge fund, which was Aaliyah Capital Management. Um, He started that in 2006. But in 2007, Lehman Brothers sued him in New York State Court for failing to cover a put option transaction in which in that particular transaction, Scarelli had bet the wrong way on a broad market decline. So when the stock rose, he didn't have the money to pay the bank back mm-hmm. for the money he borrowed on his bet. And October 2007, Lehman Brothers won a $2.3 million default judgment against Scarelli and the and his company, but they collapsed before they could collect on it. So womp womp. Not womp womp. <laughs> Because Lehman Brothers was trash, and we could do a whole other episode on Lehman Brothers. I'm trying to think if we did already, because I'm sorry. We did, we did like Wells Fargo, but Lehman Brothers was right there with them. I mean, everybody was with Wells Fargo. They were just the ones that got caught. We, no, Lehman Brothers got caught. That's why they crashed. We also really got Lehman like Brothers. Lehman. Okay, I guess I, we can go back and look. <laughs> and we got to do a South Thunder Bank. <laughs> okay, all right, Lehman Brothers. The banks is wild. It's a wild oh, scenario over there with the Lehman banks. Brothers. Lehman Brothers was part of another story, um, the real estate, but go ahead. Yeah, Lehman Brothers was part of uh, the Bernie Madoff story. <laughs> it was a female. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's it, it, a part Lehman of Brothers. a couple of them. Lehman Brothers was Scam Central. Mm-hmm. So. But go ahead. Okay, let's leave it here nor there. September 2009, Scarelli started MSNB Capital Management. Girl, I was going to say MSNBC. I was going to say, what, girl? No. <laughs> the name came from the, you know, his initials and his friends' initials because they started it together. Mm-hmm. So they shorted biotech companies. And then went into stock trading chat rooms to describe the flaws in the companies and how they knew to short sell them. <laughs> okay. Do you see the douchebag shaping up here? I mean, like I said, we, we haven't really run into any that's not like, like at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of us like, you know what? I fucks with you. But... <laughs> <laughs> On February 1st of 2011, in a naked short sale on an account it held with Merrill Lynch, MSNB Capital sold short $32 million, 32 million shares of Orexigen Therapeuticals. 
Um, they yeah. sold it about two fifty per share the day after its price plunged from nine dollars and nine cents when the FDA declined to approve um one of their drugs. The stock rebounded, but MSNB could not cover the position, although it had told Merrill Lynch that it could. So Merrill Lynch lost $7 million on the trade, and MSNB was wiped out. <laughs> okay. Retrofins, which we talked about somewhere over there. Girl, we didn't talk about so much shit. <laughs> All in the same realm. <laughs> yeah, it's um, there was a 2015 SEC complaint that Retrofin filed, and they contended that Scarelli had created MSMB Healthcare and Retrofin so that he continued trading after MSMB Capital became insolvent, and to create an asset that he might be able to use to placate his MSMB Capital investors. Hold on one second. <laughs> Got us on pause, y'all. What y'all want to talk about? We're talking, so I know where to cut this out. Is. So, 2011, Scarelli filed requests with the FDA to reject a new cancer diagnostic device from Novadia Biopharmaceuticals and an inhalable insulin therapy from Mankind Corporation while publicly short selling both companies' stock the values of which dropped after Scarelli's interventions. The companies had difficulty launching the products as a result, although the FDA did ultimately approve both. <laughs> 2011, MSNB made an unsolicited cash bid for AMAC Pharmaceuticals at a price of $378 million. <laughs> yeah, that's a wild amount of money. Girl, that's lottery type of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was Matthew Herper of Forbes wrote that the attempted hostile takeover was done for the specific purpose of firing the company's management and stopping a proposed merger with Alios Therapeutics. Because when the merger plan stops, Corelli didn't want it no more. <laughs> <laughs> So, Scarelli then goes on to, to found Retrofin in 2011 under the MSNB umbrella and ran it as a portfolio company with an emphasis on biotechnology to create treatment for rare diseases. What kind of rare disease? Mm -hmm. What kind of rare disease? Just diseases in general, you know. Oh, gosh. Okay. Retrofin's board decided to replace Scarelli in September of 2014, and he resigned from the company the following month. He, yeah, whatever. Not yet, whatever. Because <laughs> he was replaced by somebody who's not really germane to the story. But okay. during his tenure as the CEO, the, company's, the company employees used alias Twitter accounts to make gangster rap jokes and encourage short selling of other biotech stocks. Gangster rap jokes. Listen. I'm Listen. sorry. I just want to make sure I heard gangster rap. You did. And it come it, it comes full circle later. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm 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 too listening. I'm too listening. After his departure, 
Retrofan filed a $65 million lawsuit against Scarelli and that's in August of 2015, claimed that he had breached his duty of loyalty to the biopharmaceutical company in a long-running dispute over his use of the company funds and committed stock trading irregularities and other violations of securities rules. The lawsuit alleged that Scarelli had threatened and harassed a former MSNB employee and his family, that he, that him and some of his business associates had been under the, well, sorry, Scarelli and some of his business associates have been under criminal investigation by the U.S. Attorney of the Eastern District of New York since January 2015. He invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination in order to avoid testifying during civil dis, dis, dispositions, depositions. Yeah, you, it, it, it took a little bit out of you. My son decided to quit on me. You know, it does that's, that sometimes. That's what happened when you put dashes in your drinks. But that plead the fifth thing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that plead the fifth thing. It's like, nigga, you know you telling everybody you did that shit, right? <laughs> Because people, people who ain't do nothing, I don't have no reason to plead the fifth. You damn sure I'm going to tell you what happened because I ain't do nothing. <laughs> Scarelli's name is on two patents held by retrofit for drugs to treat pecan. Now, pecan is, woo, this is a lot of medical words. Hold on. Not, not the nuts. Oof. <laughs> Pantheonet kinesis associated neurodegeneration. Yep, that's a motherfucking word. That's a lot of ways. It's a genetic degenerative disease of the brain that can lead to Parkinsonism, dystonia, dementia, and ultimately death. That's a trash word. Uh huh. That's a trash word. I mean, <laughs> neurodegeneration oh in pecan is accompanied by an excess of iron, and then it cuts off. So I'm not going to another page to read the rest of it. But you get the idea. <laughs> Listen, we not journalists. We just niggas on the internet that be talking. We ain't journalists. We ain't scientists. We ain't no biologists. I ain't, I ain't been in nobody's medical school. I yeah. listen. I told you. I took I Latin for three years, but that was a long ass time ago. I was 14, 15, or 16 years old. I don't remember that shit. I took Latin so I could talk to this cute boy who was pre med and he ended up being a douchebag, so I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I at least finished the freshman. I didn't even year. care to learn Latin. It was just a really cute boy in there who was pre-med. <laughs> I'm honest about my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I at least finished three years. <laughs> yeah, I ain't give a fuck about learning Latin. <laughs> I was trying to learn that damn boy, and then he was an <laughs> asshole. So here we are. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, you know, your truth is your truth, girl. Live your truth, sis. We've all done dumb shit behind a nigga, so here we are. We're going to go down that road. Let's move on. Let's move on. In November 2020, Retrofit's new chief executive announced that the company would be rebranded as Travera Therapeuticals in an effort to distance from Scarelli. Said that the company is no longer working on treatments for the disease in which the company takes its name. What are they doing? They working on other shit, not that though. What the fuck? You know what? You're right. <laughs> so it's been said that Scarelli was intelligent but too immature to focus on the job of CEO. And in 2017, at his trial, it was tested. The CEO that took over after him said that 
he was a br- he was a brilliant intellect and a visionary. Okay. okay. Brilliant intellect and a visionary. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So May 2014, Scarelli had difficulty access- accessing public markets for capital. But he did receive a $4 million Series A funding round and a pipe deal, which is a pipe deal is because I like to tell y'all what the stuff means so y'all can follow mm-hmm. a private investment in public equity. It involves the selling of publicly traded common shares or some form of preferred stock or convertible security to private investors. Girl, they love a damn acronym. They love to make something. They do. And which is why I have my definitions ready. I got a whole little separate little note section on my screen with just definitions. (laughs) Girl, they love it. I got to have the notes. You know, I got to be ready. I be trying to be informative. Oh, that's funny. Go ahead. But this pipe deal was valued at $10 million and it was underwritten by Roth Capital Partners. After obtaining the financing, Scarelli was able to acquire rights to market whew, Teal Cronin, but the brand sorry. name is... Deep ass side. What the hell? (laughs) I forgot how many medical terms and names of medicine was involved in this story, and uh, this this, it's just you know my tongue. We it was the same thing. We did that story at the Heinrich Effect or whatever. After a while, my tongue is like, bitch, you don't do these things. Check out. Oh, I'm off of work. I'm done. I'm it done. just is like, I quit. You're doing too much. You don't talk to nobody <laughs> all day and now you want me to say these complicated ass words. Oh, no. That, that, deep, that deep side. That deep side. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the drug was used to treat to treat the rare disease I hope I said that right. Which is an inherited autosomal recessive disease characterized by high concentrations of amino of the amino acid cysteine in the the urine. Y'all, this broad keep sighing the moment I try to drink and I keep spitting this wine back in this glass. (laughs) But this causes kidney stones. You couldn't have said that. I had to listen. I gotta sound smart before I let y'all know what it really is. Girl, how many times have you told people you was high? If you don't just say kidney stones, am, am I high now? I'm not high right now. This motherfucker has to think about it. You know what? I'm, I'm, there. Done. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I'm getting I'm there. I'm on my way. See, see, her, uh, maybe her not being high is what's fucking her up. Her body. I'm out here like Tiana. I'm almost there. <laughs> almost there. I'm, I'm sorry, what is that? Because that's how I am with my high, like Tiana from Princess of the Frog. You know, I still have not seen that, but go ahead. Don't oh my God, so that me. joke was lost on you. Yeah, I'm sorry. You but let's not forget, it. I'm a thousand years old. I'm not watching Disney movies. No, I watch all of them. But whatever. Have a kid. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And there's another drug called Sinindale. And then he raised the price for each drug. The drug, the theolia, the one that's used to treat the disease that causes kidney stones, 
was marked up 20 fold from a dollar fifty from a dollar fifty to thirty dollars per pill. And patients have to take 10 to 15 pills a day of that one. A day? Yeah. And people wonder why people in the US had a got an issue with Big Farm. Like, really? Come on. And you said how wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know I'm a math girl. How much is it per pill? It went from a dollar fifty per pill to thirty dollars per pill. So it could easily be three hundred dollars a day for someone to basically yep. not get kidney stones. Mm-hmm. And kidney, I mean, I mean, it's other stuff too. Like there's <laughs> other issues with this thing, but the kidney stones is the biggest thing because the the um the amino acids crystallize in your like in your Adam, kidneys, in your bladders, in that kind of stuff. And Adam, it really does cause major issues. Madam, you know me. You know my health issues that I have had since I have been alive. Yes. Kidney stones are a bitch. To try and pass those things, those things ain't no joke. I believe it. $300 a day? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And oh. he increased Shenandoah about fivefold. Now, I'm not 100% sure what that medicine's really for. Mm-hmm. I I've heard the name a bunch of times, but I've never taken. I didn't take the time to look up what that one was for, given all the other shit in here. So, sorry, you're talking about celiac disease. I'm what? sorry, <laughs> it's not a joke. I apologize. It's not. It's a very real thing. We got to take. I'm sorry, whatever. Anybody who has that, I sincerely apologize if I may have. It's it. a very real thing. It's very real. Um, but if you want to know what Shenandoah is for, it's C-H-E-N-O-D-A-L. Um, and Retrofin did not lower the price of these drugs after Scarelli left either. They just left them where they was at. No, that's ridiculous, dude. In 2016, another pharmaceutical company's intro- another pharmaceutical company introduced a lower cost version of the Theola and market it as a compounded drug. So there is a version you can get that's cheaper than thirty dollars a pill, but it took a whole like two, three years after he raised the price to even come out with it. So but that don't matter. Thirty dollars a pill, it doesn't like that's re- that is beyond ridiculous, especially mm-hmm. an individual who needs ten a day. It's already ridiculous if you just need one a day and it's thirty dollars a pill. Yep, that is. Crazy, like people need like so that's like 300 in a month supply. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah, that's three thousand dollars for your prescription for the month for one month. You that's more than most of the country's rent. It's it, who you telling? It is <laughs> that shit. It, it like that goes to show it is hella expensive to be poor, yes. Oh my gosh, that is that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just got mad, but go ahead, girl. I mean, that's what this story does to you. You're gonna get especially mad when we get to this next part. In February of 2015, Scarelli founded Turing Pharmaceuticals after he left Retrofin or was outed, depending on who you talk to. Outed. <laughs> I mean, some people say they kicked him out. Some people say he left. It depends on who you talk to. 
<laughs> so he launched her with three drugs in development acquired from Retrofin. One was an intranasal, intranasal version of ketamine for depression. So you, mm-hmm. you know, you inhale it like a nose spray. Right, right, right. The, it was an intranasal version of oxy, oxytocin. Sorry. Oh. I know what that is, and my brain still said, you don't know that word. Girl, I thought that should be happening. I don't forget when I forgot how to spell Y. <laughs> like W-H-Y. I'm sitting there like, W-Y? That ain't right. I forgot that H. <laughs> Go ahead. And Vectamil, which is a drug for hypertension. So, Scarelli set a business strategy for Turing, which was Obtain licenses on out-of-patent medicines and reevaluate the price of each in pursuit of windfall profits for the new company without the need to develop or bring its own drugs to market. As you know, the markets for out-of-patent drugs are small and obtaining regulatory approvals to to manufacture a genetic version is expensive. Turing calculated that with close distribution for the product and no competition, they can set its prices high. Oof. So, your deep sides are killing me, yo. <laughs> but just, no, because this, this, is, this the, is what I need you to do. I need you to see when I'm taking a drink and don't do a deep side at that moment. <laughs> I can barely see you in your weird romantic mood lighting. It's very. <laughs> It's very dark and like I'm waiting on my nigga to show up over there. So it's hard. Everything to... is. It's just because this, the living room don't have a light. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I see a red light. It looks like what could be a candle burning. It's a lot. It's very you know, red light special I always got there. my candles. It's very red light special over there. So I didn't know if I was interrupted. I ain't going to hold you. It does look hella red over there, but ain't nobody here. <laughs> So in August of 2015, in accordance with his business plan, Turin acquired Daraprim, which was a medication that was approved by the FDA in 1953 for $55 million. This medication... Millions. This medication is used to treat the parasitic diseases Toxoplasmosis and cystiopariasis. It's also used as a second line option to prevent phenomesis, gerivasi, pneumonia, and people with HIV and AIDS. Girl, skip these big ass words and just say some shit that we all don't know. It's it's used to help people with HIV live longer. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. Because it fights it. certain types of pneumonias so that they Understood. don't die of pneumonia. Yeah. Understood. The drug's most prominent use, though, as of late 2015, was as an anti-malarial and anti-parasitic drug. So they gave it to people who were traveling to countries that are not that may have the issues with malaria. Doctors with borders use this medicine a lot. Right. That, so that lets you know, like, kind of what this medicine was used for at that time and who was really accessing it. Because, you know, if you're dealing with malaria, you're almost always dealing with a third world, third world country. country right. 
So to get into them is almost always some type of nonprofit organization that's right. acquiring this medicine and taking it to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then also, you know, like I said, used in conjunction in conjunction with other medicines to treat AIDS-related and AIDS-unrelated toxoplasmosis. So, you know, third world countries and AIDS patients, that's really who's using this medicine. Yeah. So when the patent expired and there was no generic version about available, Turin brought it up and the deal included the condition that impacts laboratories, which is the people who they bought it from, removed the drug from regular wholesalers and pharmacies. So in June of 2015, two months before the sale of Turin was announced, Impact switched to tightly controlled distribution. In keeping with this strategy for pricing it in the face of limited competition, Turin maintained the closed distribution. And, you know, people all said, including the New York Times said, this deal only makes sense if they plan on raising the price of this drug substantially. Which means they're getting ready to raise the price of the drug substantially. So in September of 2015, Oh, Lord. Um, there was a reported, there was reporting on a letter from the Infectious Disease Society of America and the HIV Medicine Association to the executives at Turing questioning the new pricing of Daraprim. The price of a dose of the drug in the U.S. market increased by a factor of 56 so this drug oh, went from $13.50 a pill to $750 a pill overnight. This damn country in medicine, it, 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 I really, I just really hope I do not get to the point where I depend on pills, like as in like life or death. Yeah. Because it is re- ridiculous if nothing if i get to the point where i depend on pills life or death i swear i'm moving to another country i swear yeah. I'm, I'm leaving i swear yeah. I'm, I'm leaving like you you cannot afford it here yeah it's the epitome of lining pockets capitalism oh it's just oh look. the, the yeah. price increase was initially criticized jointly by the infectious disease society the HIV Medicine Association, Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America, and soon thereafter by presidential candidates Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Donald Trump. Ridiculous. But, like, for real. Like, for, like, it's, 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 like it's making me mad. <laughs> I, yeah. This is what Farmer Bro does. A subsequent organized effort called on Turin to return the pricing to pre-September levels and to address several matters related to the needs of patients, an effort that garnered endorsement from more than 160 medical, specialty, and patient-related organizations. As of December 2015, it was 164 organizations from 31 states, D.C., and Puerto Rico. And in response to the controversy, a record label called Collect Records ended its business relationship with Scarelli, who had invested in the company. 
September 20, in a September 2015 interview with Bloomberg Markets, Scarelli said that despite the price increase, patient co-pays will actually be lower and that many patients will get the drug at no cost. That Turin had expanded his free drug program and sold half his drug for $1. He's so the cost of the drug went up 50 some odd times as much as what it was. Mm-hmm. And you, they really think that they, they about to convince the public that the insurance company is not only going to take on that increase, but they're also going to pay even more than they did before. Mm-hmm. Oh, they think we stupid, stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he defended it by saying if there was a company that was selling an Aston Martin at the price of a bicycle, and we buy that company, and we now ask to charge Toyota prices. I don't think that should be a crime. Okay, first off, N word. We're not talking about Aston Martins versus bicycles. Okay, we're talking about drugs for AIDS patients. We're talking <laughs> about life or death. That other shit is luxury. Like, what is going on? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I, you, Siobhan. I am. 16 and a half milliseconds from getting up and walking away because these motherfuckers pissing me off. <laughs> oh, there's so much more. <laughs> there's so 16 much and a half milliseconds. There's so much more. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna have to start breezing through because there's like a lot. There's like a lot, a lot. I mean, I am open for you for to be continued and we can continue next week. Oh no, I don't want to talk about him that long. Yeah, because he, he he pissing me off, and you know, yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't want to hear about this n word that long. Yeah, so no, we're gonna no, we'll just okay. speed it up. It's fine because it's quite okay. a bit, and I just looked at how long we've been doing this. Let's go ahead and breathe like Bahama. Ah! Stupid. Oh, so a few days later, he announced that they plan to lower the price by an unspecified amount in response to the anger that was felt by people. But in late November, they said, fuck that shit. We ain't lowering shit. Of course they not. <laughs> um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. More about the price hike and what people <laughs> was trying to do. They, people, it was all kinds of people in the government shit trying to get them to be reasonable. And he just said, no, I'm not doing shit. Leave me alone. Um, he said in November 2015, he was like, I'm not reducing the price of shit. Y'all can fuck off. But of they not. said they was instead going to negotiate volume discounts of up to 50% for hospitals. Yeah, well, and then they issued a statement that said it was not as important to cut the list price as to reduce the cost to hospitals where most people, where most patients get their initial treatment. What? The company said no patient needing this drug would ever be denied access. What? <coughs> Who are they trying to convince us of themselves? Themselves? Clearly. <laughs> hmm So, oh there was... All right. <laughs> so, this That's is... All right. Because this is going to be quick. Because after Scarelli name, Scarelli left, Turin changed his name to Viera in 2017 to avoid negative publicity and now was named Phoenix. Phoenixis? 
Um, mm-hmm. March of 2019, the Wall Street Journal said that Scarelli still kind of steers this company. Um, they said Scarelli effectively directed at renaming the firm was reported to have terminated the employment of an executive. And, you know, that's what they're saying. So cover-ups? Yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll circle back to that. So, in November of 2015, an investor group led by Scarelli acquired a majority stake in Kalo Bio, Bios Pharmaceuticals, a biopharmaceutical company based in South San Francisco. He was named CEO of that company and plans to continue, and, and he was going to also still be CEO of Turing. Um, he was he was terminated in December of 2015, and then December 29th of 2015, Kale Biles filed for bankruptcy. He also founded Godel Systems in August of 2016, which is a professional software company that aims to be the leading information provider of data workflow and communication solutions for financial law and scientific professionals. That was a lot. <laughs> That's a lot for one company to be trying to do. That's just a lot. <laughs> that was. <laughs> By February 2017, Godel Systems was looking to raise a million dollars through a debt offering and had raised 50000 out of the $1 million in debt and began issuing in mid-January 2017. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Scarelli was subpoenaed to appear before the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform in the House of Representatives to answer questions about diaphragm's price increase. His efforts to quash the subpoena were unsuccessful. February 4th of 2016, he appeared before the House Committee along with the CCO of Turing and the interim CEO of Valiant. Accompanied by his attorney, he invoked his Fifth Amendment right in response to every question from committee members except for two. We go with that Fifth Amendment now. One, the only two questions he answered is the correct pronunciation of his last name and if he was still listening. <laughs> That'd be me like a motherfucker. Chanel, Chanel, Chanel. You know, like a designer. Yeah, get that right, sir. Go ahead, write that down in your little notes. Scarelli refused to answer even seemingly trivial questions outside of the subject matter of the hearing, including those pertaining to his purchase of a Wu Tang Clan album. Now we got a pullover. So this you did say gangster rap. You talking about gangster rap? I did. This is where it all comes back. So some of y'all may remember, some don't. But uh, in about 20, 2014, 2015, Wu Tang put out a single copy of one album. It is an album nobody's ever heard before. There's only one copy in the world. Martin Scarelli bought the one copy of this Wu Tang album. <laughs> and they were pissed about it. Why? Because they didn't want him to have it because this is in the midst of the 
whole thing with raising the price of Daraprim and all that stuff. They did not want him to have it. They was going back and forth to court trying to get them to not let him have their record. It was a wild time. I mean, you can't if he's like going by it. Like, what the hell can you do? <laughs> they were pissed. The whole Wu-Tang versus Martin Scarelli thing was wild. They were pissed that he bought this. <laughs> That's funny. And he would like make weird YouTube videos like taunting the members of Wu-Tang. Oh, so he had asshole. So I, I almost like him for that part. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> a dick. He like that one type of asshole. <laughs> he it was it was a wild time. <laughs> so he was dismissed from the hearing because it wasn't, I mean, you know, whatever. December 17, 2015, Scarelli was arrested by the FBI after a federal indictment in the U.S. District Court of Eastern New York, charging him with securities fraud. Everybody we talk about got an issue with securities fraud. Damn. That's how they catch you. Securities fraud and mail fraud against the girls every <laughs> fucking time. The charges were filed after an investigation into his, t- his tenure at MSNB Capital Management and Retrofin. U.S. Attorney Robert Kafer says Scarelli essentially ran his company like a Ponzi scheme where he used each subsequent company to pay off defrauded investors from the prior company. I mean, isn't that kind of like how things are ran in general? Most business works. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I was trying to be nice, but... <laughs> you know, what else? Federal prosecutors said that Scarelli and his co-defendant Evan Griebel engaged in multiple schemes to ensnare investors through a web of lies and deceit. I'm sorry, to, to do what to the investors? Ensnare them. I love that's, that word. That's a word. I love it so much. I that's always about, say people are ensnared in things. I'm going to have to add that into my repertoire. I really enjoy the word ensnare. <laughs> that's a word. That's a word for that ass. It sounds so devious. I love it. It, it, it it's, it's like it's like um, it's Southern like, Bell, that sounds like crime. It's like Southern Bell shade. It's like saying your dress is so beautiful, it's so affordable. Yeah. Or your house is cozy. The cozy gets me every time. I was like, bitch, you trying to say my shit no, small? Well, no, 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 cute little. Cute little is what gets me. Oh my like, cute. This this place is cute. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so cozy in here, bitch. Get out. <laughs> hey, bitch, don't make me kick your ass now. <laughs> In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Scarelli said that he was targeted by law enforcement for his oh price hike of the drug of the drug Daraprim and his flamboyant personality. I'm so sick of this targeted shit. He said they did the girls just couldn't take. They <laughs> I cannot. Because a a serious case take. of CT can't take. <laughs> the girls just couldn't take. I just, can't, just they got to try to shut a bad bitch down. You just, try, just so you just trying to like you trying to shit on me. Like what you talking about? The, the girls is some haters. You trying to shut go down get, a bad bitch because you can't take. Go get your vaccine for CT. <laughs> like what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so in early 2016, he you know he got his lawyer Benjamin Brafman, who you know he he's who he is. But that's who defended him. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> he is. He is who he is. He he's 
been known to defend celebrities, mafia members, political fake. You know, he he's he's who he is. He's very much the the lawyer from the wire. But lawyer from the wire. You know, it it you get your coin how you get your coin. If you as long as you can sleep, I ain't got you to say. You know what? You right. You right. You the one got something. <laughs> you right. You right like a motherfucker. I mean, what's what I'm gonna say? As long as you can sleep with your, uh, and you can live with yourself, whatever yeah. happens to you is on you. You is right. So, due to Scarelli's notoriety, no, notoriety, I knew what you meant. Yeah, but I, I gotta say the words correctly. I can't, I can't be out here like that. <laughs> and overwhelmingly negative public opinion. It was difficult to select an unbiased jury. With potential jurors saying things like, you ready? Ready. I'm aware of the defendant and I hate him. Why would you say that if you want to be a juror? He kind of looks like a dick. (laughs) And he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) That was a black person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> it was like, oh no, Wu Tang don't fuck with him. I don't. That was a black him. person from New York. <laughs> Wu Tang don't fuck with him, so I don't fuck with him. Fuck him. <laughs> Hell no. He disrespected <laughs> disres- 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 my niggas that I don't even know. He out here playing the Wu Tang Clan. I can't fuck with this nigga. But <laughs> <laughs> At his 2017 trial, he said that none of his investors actually lost money. And some actually turned a profit, and thus his actions did not constitute a crime. Okay, this nigga. I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to say the N word. I apologize, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out. <laughs> Scarelli's frequent criticisms of the federal prosecutors in New York's Eastern District, whom he called junior varsity, <laughs> compared <What>? to their counter. <laughs> <laughs> he called them JV. <laughs> he did. All letters. <laughs> he said they were junior varsity compared to their counterparts in the southern district across the East River, both on his Facebook streaming video feed and in the hallways of the courthouse. Well, this Not this nigga went live on Facebook to go no, to court. This motherfucker about that life. I might have to like him again. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to like him again. He. Mm-mm. I can't. That is funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's as bad as your mama with the Keystone Cops. It is. But that led to the prosecutors requesting the judge to issue a gag order to prevent what they called a campaign of disruption. <laughs> His lawyer said in response that his client was responding to baiting from the media and was also suffering from extreme anxiety because of the situation. Get out of here. No, he said that because he bought that life. (laughs) That's why he said it. The judge ordered that Scarelli not speak with reporters either in the courthouse or in its immediate vicinity. (laughs) So August 4th of 2017... The jury found him guilty on two counts of securities fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit securities fraud and not guilty on the five other counts. He said he was delighted with the outcome and described his prosecution as a witch hunt of epic proportions. 
of epic proportion. So he don't be as dramatic to say of epic proportion. No, because it's Martin Scarelli. <sighs> you know what? When you call somebody JV, I mean, nothing is out of reach for you. Nothing out of reach. Right. It's like you didn't know that before. You will know when I get to this next part. <laughs> September thirteenth of twenty seventeen, and the wild part is, I actually remember this. <laughs> like, like remembered exactly what day this happened because it's so ridiculous. His bail was revoked following a Facebook post offering five thousand dollars for a strand of Hillary Clinton's hair. Why the why does he want the strand or why was his bail revoked? We'll be why does he want the strand of hair? Because he's a fucking freak. Like, <laughs> okay, so, so this dude went from kind of funny to I don't like him to oh shit, he bought that life to crazy. <laughs> the judge perceives this as a solicitation to assault, which is not protected under the First Amendment. Yeah, you can't go around threatening motherfuckers. Now, Scarelli's post was preceded by others that suggested he might have plans to clone Hillary Clinton. Okay. All right. Now I'm mad again. Because Facebook is the place where logic goes to die. Who the hell are you telling? <laughs> Scarelli said that his post was satire and his lawyer described it as tasteless but not a threat. He edited the post to add a disclaimer that it was satire. And later said he did this minutes after publication. <laughs> I heard what sounded like a clock tick tock, and then you just looked around. You feel like some shit was about to come through my wall. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> but he later apologized for the post. Was sent to Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn to await sentencing. Um, March 9th, twenty eighteen, he was sent to seven years in federal prison. He appealed the conviction, but in 2019, it was a unanimous vote to appeal the verdict. The original judgment remained in effect. He must continue to, seven, to serve his seven years and forfeit more than $7.3 million in assets. Yeah, so they didn't even, they just waited three weeks. They was like, nah, we good. Because normally an appeal lasts for months. After three weeks, they was like, nah. The, the papers for this was only seven pages. So, all right. So here we are. This is where it gets fun. <laughs> so March 5th of 2018, he was ordered to forfeit nearly $7. million in assets. That The court ordered that if Scarelli had insufficient cash to fulfill the forfeiture, his assets, including a piece of art by Pablo Picasso, would be sold to do so. Scarelli purchased the 31-track Wu-Tang Clan album Once Upon a Time in Shaolin at auction in 2015 for around $2 million, as well as the then-unreleased Lil Wayne album The Carter Five in April 2018. He was ordered to pay $388,000 in restitution. <laughs> Yeah, so he just bought unreleased rap albums, and that's okay. And that's random as shit. In July 2021, the U.S. government auctioned off the Wu Tang Clan album that he bought for an undisclosed amount to an undisclosed buyer. Wu Tang bought that shit back. 
we don't know that, but I've always thought that. <laughs> um, the acting U.S. attorney for Eastern District New York says Corelli has has been held accountable and paid the price for lying and stealing from investors to enrich himself. And with today's sale of this one-of-a-kind album, his payment of the forfeiture is now complete. Um, during his sentencing, the judge said that he seemed genuine, genuinely remorseful regarding his egregious multitude of lies. <laughs> but he also repeatedly minimized his misconduct. But how you remorseful and not really saying what, whatever. Right. right. <laughs> like, so, something don't belong here. One of these things is not like the other. Scarelli, <laughs> who reportedly cried as he gave his statement to the court, stated that he was never motivated by money. Yeah. Um, yeah, some shit about him being incarcerated, whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's what he did, though. That's what Martin Scarelli did. They call him Farmer Bro. If you really want to learn more about Scarelli and hear all the shit I skipped because it's a it's, he did a lot and it's like way more than one podcast can talk about. There is a documentary on Hulu called Farmer Bro about him. There's also an episode of American Greed about him. So I'm gonna say this: when you finally named the na- like said the name of the album, I went and looked it up and I'm looking at this motherfucker and it's it, the whole story is even more hilarious. Yes, yes. When you when you know what Martin Scarelli looks like. Everything everything becomes so much funnier. Everything's funnier. So if anybody wants to, if you don't know what, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people in New York know exactly who this is. If you don't know who Martin Curley is, please just Google Farmer Bro because you'll get a picture of him. Makes everything that much funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Or to look at the Wu-Tang album. His ass on there. (laughs) Or look at Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. Yes. (laughs) He's directly associated, which I know they hate. He's directly associated. Like, you can't look up this album without finding him. Same with the Carter Five. His ass is sitting right here on the side, right here on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) He's, it, it, it. Everything becomes funny because this nigga looks like Pee Wee Herman. So everything becomes that much funnier. And that that one, uh, that one mayor. Damn, who was it? I feel like we talked about him in Chicago. Damn, I can't remember. Mayor in Chicago, the governor, governor of Chicago. My bad. Blago, he do kind of look like Blago. But, um, Governor of Illinois, not of Chicago, so the I mean, okay, I know you ain't talking as much as you fucked up, to- <laughs> but I fixed <laughs> it. But I fixed it, so it's all good. It was, it was just innocent fuck up, you know. All these examples. It was, you know, players fuck up. You know, you know, you play fuck up. You know, players fuck up. Yeah, right. He really does look like Pee Wee Herman, and the fact that he's a whole ass super villain out here. That looks like Pee Wee Herman. Just he's funny, and this picture is clearly from a court. From a court, yes, court. the one where he's looking over his shoulder. He's not looking up. He's like looking forward at somebody, but kind of up a little bit. Like he's clearly looking at a lawyer. Oh, I thought it was the one where he like is like looking over his shoulder, so he's looking at like a reporter behind him, because that's the one that he really is like a super villain. Oh, snappers. All right. Well, that was the story of Crazy Man. (laughs) (laughs) 
the farmer, bro. Yeah. Let's do this bananas. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what they call him, farmer, bro. Well, they need not call him that. <laughs> I'll say that. Like Scooter oh, Libby. Yeah. He want me to give him a nickname. Full circle around here. We always oh, bring it back. At some point, <laughs> you are 1,000% correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that, uh, thank you so much. Let's us ramble on and joke and laugh and everything. Like we say before, you know, although these are real crimes, they're not necessarily funny, but we make them funny. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to us. We will be back next uh, week with we will. something. I don't know what. Follow me, uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Chanel Latrice, S-H-N-A-I-L on Instagram is underscore. Everywhere else is not. L-A-T-R-E-C-E. And... I'm only on Instagram. Don't look me nowhere else because I don't exist. But it's at Shade's Beauty Diary. <laughs> I don't don't look nowhere else. Just Instagram. It's the only place I want to be found. That's the only place I will ever, ever engage with anyone. Understood. And on that note, make sure you guys will like, share, and comment and do everything you Follow can. Follow the show. Podcast. Follow the show. Make at sure Crime and up Wine on- Pod on Instagram. Crime and Wine on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I believe it's both at Crime and Wine Pod. I think so. I believe so as well. Make sure you make it very, very known so it can show up on everybody's discovery pages and where they go to search it. It'll be much, much, much easier to find us. And on that note, we will see y'all next week. Peace out. Bye, y'all.